Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning today a beautiful and deep Chassidic discourse on the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Pasach Eliyahu. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in honor of Yutes Kislev in the year Tavshin Tezvav, 68 years ago. And the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse in honor of Yutes Kislev, the liberation of the first Chabad Rebbe from prison for spreading Chassidus. Um, in the year Tavshin Nun Aleph, so 32 years ago, the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on a piece from the Zohar, actually called Tikkunei Zohar in, in the introduction of Tikkunei Zohar. And he said, and the Zohar says as follows, Pasach Aliyo opened the armor and he said, and I'll, I'll say it in Aramaic, Reboin Olmin, master the world, Antu Chad, you're one, Vilei without any calculation. And I'll soon say he explains it at depth, in depth. Antu you're the highest of all the highest. And again, we'll soon explain what it means practically on a, on a Kabbalistic level. Stima al Kostimin, it's like the depth of the depths, the secret of all the secrets. There's no thought that can, can grasp you. Unto the Afikas, you have uh, uh, sent out Eser Tikunim, ten strands. The Karinalan, you call them Esasfirim, ten sirot. Again, that's a piece from the Zohar, which again, obviously, you can tell it's from the Zohar, so it's, it's, it's a lot of abstract language, but we're going to explain it. And the Rebbe says that the, the previous Rebbe, in a Hasidic discourse with the same title of Pasalio that he said in honor of Yutas Kislev in the year Tafshin Beis, so that would be 81 years ago, so he lists in this piece of Zohar all the levels starting from the essence of the infinite light, in Hebrew it's called Atzmosar and Saif, until the 10th spirit of Atzilut so in other words, when he starts with and he says Antuchad, what is that referring to? The oneness, the essence of the infinite, infinite light Atzmosar and Saif Practically speaking, since we know we're dealing with the ten sirot, so in Keter is the highest sirot, it's referring to Primius Kes in the internal part of Kes, which is Atik. And on this level, he says, Antuchad, Veloi Bechushbun. In other words, it's not in any of the calculations of the things that we mentioned afterwards. Because everything we mentioned afterwards, even the first level, which is the highest level, Eloi Kal Eloin, you cannot compare to the level Antuchad. And that's why it's not part of it. So again, the first thing he's saying is Antuchah is referring to what? Um, the essence of the infinite light, which is Primius Akes, which is Atik. Then he goes on to say, what's the next level? Antu, and it was Hashem is everything, but we're starting with different levels. Antu Ilah Kalilan was referring to the Chitzonis Akesar, the external part of Keser, which is what? The level of Arach. Then he goes on to the Estimo Al-Kostimin, again referring to a different level of God, so we're going down the, the ladder, so to speak, is referring to Chachma of Arich. So in the lower part of Kesel, which is Arich, in there, generally, it's, it, it's specifically it's Ratzon, but in there you have Chachma as well, so it's Chachma of Arich. Then he goes on another level, Les Mach, no thought can grasp you, is referring to the Pnimius of Chachma, the internal part of wisdom. Antu Dartikas Aset Kunin, you had, went ahead and made uh, ten, 10 strands of light, which is referring to the 10 spirit of Atsilas. So that's what the, uh, the previous era explains at different levels. Atmosphere and Saif, which is Premius Atik. Um, then you have Arich. And then you have um, Chachma of Arich. Then you have Premius of Chachma. And then you have the 10 series. Now, and he explains it as follows. The reason why in the world of Atsilas, the spheroids are, 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 are with a number, and as we're saying it's ten spheroids, because the world of Atsilas is already part of, and I'll say it in Hebrew, in, in Kabbalah it's called, it's part of Seder Heishtashlus, which the way things start flowing from one level to the next, almost in a certain level, it's, it's a finite level. And once you start dealing with Heishtashlus, when things are flowing in a finite level, even though we're dealing with Atsilas, which is close to the infinite light of Hashem, so you, it's possible to have their number. Now, so based on that, he explains there's three levels. There's three levels. What are the three levels? The first level is Antuchat, which we said before, it's referring to Atik. What does Atik mean? Atik means it's totally disconnected, and it has no connection from any level of a flow where it goes down from one level to the next level. So the first level is the highest level. Again, Atik, totally in its own world, and no connection whatsoever with any level, the way things start flowing down to create worlds and so on, and sphere of Vashonat. Then he goes on, what's the next level? That, um, Elal Kalilain. 
which is referring to a level which is above Ishtalshlis. But it has a connection to Ishtalshlis. It's above any of the flow of one channel to the next, one world after the other in the Sirot. It's above it, but it has a connection to it. Because things flow from it. And then the third level is where you put, where God created the ten spheroids, which is the ten spheres of a seals, which that's already the starting of the world of things are flowing from one world to the next level. So again, to recap, what he's saying is there's three levels. You want to break it down in three levels. There's a level which is totally disconnected from any level of connection to any flow, where things flow down in different worlds. Then you have a level which is higher than it, but it's connected to it, to the worlds. And then you have, say, the Hishtalshla. And he continues on to say in the discourse that when a person does a spiritual work of Mesirif Nefesh, when you're willing to go and self-sacrifice, then you connect to what level? Not only the level where it's in this world, Atsilas, not only the way it's above nature connected to nature, but you literally connect to Antuchad, which is Atik, which is the essence of the infinite light of Hashem. So again, when you go on Masirah Snefesh, when you go and self-sacrifice, when you practice restraint, and you do what Hashem wants against your will, you're connecting to Antuchad. And through that, what you do is you reveal, which is above nature, and it comes down into nature. Because we're living in this world. So when we go on Masirah Snefesh in this world, we draw into this world um, from the level of Antuchad. So think about the power we have. When we go on Masirah Snefesh, when we practice restraint, we don't say what we want to say, we don't do what we want to do, we don't think what we want, we do what Hashem wants, we're connecting to the level of Antuchad, and we're bringing above Hishtalshlos into Hishtalshlos. Okay. So now there goes on to say as follows. What did we just learn? In the in the the in in, in the, the the text of Pasach Aliyah, which is part of the, the introduction to Kunizoya, what does he say? That unto you created ten spheroids, and you created ten spheroids to to run the world. Hashem runs the world through the spheroids. In other words, the reason why Hashem went ahead and created ten spheroids, so through the ten spheroids you can run the world. In other words. So since the in, in Tukunei Zayar, in Pasuk he says clearly, what is used, what does Hashem use to create the world, and run to cre- run the world, the ten spheroids. So obviously anything above the ten spheroids is, 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 is um, higher than, than running the world. The world is run with the ten spheroids. Now, but nevertheless, <clears throat> so therefore... Not only is Antuchad, but even Eloik, Al-Kaliloin, which is not part of the Ishtashlis, is also above nature. Now, but nevertheless, what does he say in the, in the Hasidic discourse? That the, the, um, that when a person goes in a serious nefesh, you don't just call, create, um, from, uh, Elas to Elas, which is above, above Ishtashlis, but you're actually drawing in from Antuchad. If we're going on a serious nefesh, we're drawing it from above nature. So why, why, why is it enough that we're drawing from from, Ila, from Ilas Ilas, which is Arich? Why does it specifically have to be what from Atik? That's question number one. Also, we have to understand, since the world is operated based on nature, in other words, that the infinite light chose that the way the world runs is not straight from the infinite light, but it went down from the from the infinite to above nature, which is connected to nature, then to nature and the ten spheres. Now, the Shem created the, the ten spheres to run the world. So, why do we have to? We go on a serious nefesh. You know what happens? We draw from Antuchad, or like he's saying, even from Elas and Elas into this world, Hashem's running the world from nature, from, from, the, from the ten spheres, which is connected to Hashem. Why do we have to draw from from higher? Now, so even though he says, you're going to look at it and you're going to say, the fact is, how does the infinite light run the world? He runs it through the ten spheroids, and the way the ten spheroids operate, they go into the, the, te- the to the vessels of the ten spheroids. Why? Because the, 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 the way the world runs is the way the, the light, we call it light, of the ten spheroids, gets involved in the world. Now, in order for the light to get involved in the world, it's not just the, the, ten, the ten spheres, the light part. Every light has a light and a vessel. So it's not just the light, but it actually goes through the vessel. So it comes through the vessel. But the fact is, even after the light goes into the vessel, and from there it goes into the world, it's still connected to the infinite light. It's not disconnected. There is a connection. It goes through downgrades, through tzimtzumim, but ultimately it's connected. And like he brings from the classic Hasidic discourse in the Rebbe Rashab and Tafari Samachbab, that this that the world runs on a natural order, and it runs in a natural order in a, in a consistent way, 
In other words, one hand it's running naturally, right? The sun comes up uh, uh, every morning, it goes down every night, the moon, etc. But it's it, but it's consistent. Now, <clears throat> where 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 does where does the 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 nature of the world run from? It runs from the godly energy which is in the world, which obviously it's a finite energy. It's not infinite because it's infinite. The world will blow up. But the fact is that what's the source of its energy? It comes from the light of the Kav. And the source of that is from the iron side from the Father Tzimtzum. So in other words, the, so the fact is that the, the completion of Teva is connected to above nature. So if it's connected to above nature, so what do we, what, like, we're, we're anyways connected to above nature. So what is it when you go on mysterious navigation, you're connected to above nature. The whole world is running from above nature through obviously the process that Hashem created. Seemingly, you can say this that 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 Hashem, this that God, is running the world based on nature, and it's always consistent. In other words, the for example, every single day the sun comes up in the morning and goes down at night, and it comes up in the east and goes down in the west, and saying everything in nature, there's a flow. It it flow, there's a consistent flow of nature. So therefore, you're going to say. So the fact is, so. It is running, it is running from Hashem, but it's running in a natural order. So what happens is when things are running in a natural order, you don't see in a revealed way that Hashem is running the world. Because since it goes on a natural order, so we get used to it. So once you get used to something, you forget that Hashem is running the world. And you can start, God forbid, think. You can make a mistake to think the world is running by itself. What do you mean? The sun comes up in the morning, it's, again, that's what's, that's what's expected. That's what happens naturally. Now, on the other hand, when a miracle happens, where Hashem changes the laws of nature, for good or for the bad, then we realize there's a God in the world. What's the expression? There's no atheist in a foxhole. Another when when a hurricane comes, everyone realizes Hashem runs the world. When when day to day life is good and the sun is shining and you have normal amount of rain, we forget that Hashem runs the world. So based on that. In other words, the, the completion of nature is that we should realize, what should we realize? The goal, the, our goal is when we, when we look at nature, just like when we look at a miracle, we say, oh, this is from Hashem. So when we look at nature, what should we say? It's coming from Hashem. But on the other hand, what does it say in the Hasidic discourse? When a person goes to Messias Nefesh, then you draw in, in nature, above nature. Why are we stopping at the above nature? Hashem. If nature is coming from Hashem, the problem with nature is we don't see it as Hashem. We, so, and in a miracle we see it. But what's the ultimate goal is that we should realize Hashem is running everything. Think about the prayers we say. The prayers we pray every day is to realize Hashem is running the world. So if the goal is Hashem is running the world, why does it say they're only drawing from above nature? There's nature and above nature. Let's go straight to God. So, so he goes on to explain, and he says, it's brought down in many Hasidic discourses as follows. That the source of nature, what is the source of nature? What we mean to say is that the sun comes up in the morning, it goes down at night, the moon, and everything that runs according to nature. The, the, the fact that trees grow, the fact that we have water, everything nature. What's the source of it? It comes from which name? We know Hashem has many names. It comes from the name of Elohim. What's the connection with Elohim? So we, I'm saying Elohim because we don't pronounce Hashem's name, but it's really Aleph Lamed Hey Yud Mem. Now, the numerical value of Aleph, Lamed, Hey Yud Mem is the same numerical value as Hateva, which is nature. So since Hateva, which is nature, is the same numerical value as Elohim, so that's the connection between nature and, and which name of God, the name of Elohim. On the other hand, the miracles that happen in the world, what's the source of the miracles? They come from what? Yudke Bavke. So again, to recap, before we get into this, the source of nature comes from which name of Hashem, Elohim, which is the numerical value of Hateva. The source of miracles comes from the name Yudke Bavke. And he explains, and he explains as follows. We're gonna, that what is Yudke Bavke? So we said that miracles is connected to Yudke Bavke. What is Yudke Bavke? Yudke Bavke in Hebrew, and I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate, is called Das Elyon, the perspective from on high. In other words, what's the perspective from on high? What's God's perspective? From God's perspective is, God is real. I'll say it in Hebrew. God is a yesh, and we're an ayin. God is real. That's the reality. And we're nothing. 
God created us for nothing because the fact is before God created, we didn't exist. And if God stops creating, we'd be a nothing. So from God's perspective, God is a yes, God is real, and we're a nothing. In other words, the whole creation, not only us, literally the whole creation of a whole world and all the worlds. It's literally, and I'll say it in Hebrew because it's beautiful, it's powerful, I am the FS. It's really nothing. And it's and, and another expression called Kula Kame Klachshiv, it's nothing. And also from God's perspective, all the worlds, all the people is nothing. God is real, it's nothing, and has zero value. Obviously, the value is God created us, but we don't have its value in its own right. So from God's perspective, again, is it's Das Elyon. Yudke Vavke is connected to Yudke Vavke. Remember, these are the key words. Yudke Vavke, which is the infinite part of Hashem. Miracles. And Das Elyon. And Das Elyon's perspective is that God is real and this is all nothing. On the other hand, Elohim, which is connected to, to nature, is Das Tachtoin. What is Das Tachtoin? Our perspective. What's our perspective? That when Hashem created the world, He created Me'ayin from nothing, Le'yash to something. So we are the something, and God is the nothing. Because we are real, we're tangible, we can feel it, and the godly force that creates the world is nothing. What does it mean, nothing? It doesn't mean it's really nothing. It means it's behind our comprehension. We use the term, like, what's God? I don't understand. I can't comprehend it. So what do we call something you can't comprehend? It's nothing. Not in the real sense, God is nothing. It's, 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 I just can't comprehend it. So from our perspective, das tachten, we're, we're a yes, we're a something, we're tangible, and God is a nothing. Now, this is a like, like it's explained other places as well, that when God creates, using the name Elohim, he does it in a way, I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate it, but he slashes. God gets involved, personalizing the creation. Like it says, voracious in the beginning, Bara, God created, he's personally involved in the creation, Elohim. What name does he use? He uses the term Elohim where God is personally involved. What does that mean? That God is the source of creation. So when it comes to the shame Elohim, God's personally involved. Now, since God is personally involved, God's connected to the creation, so anything that's created is something. God personally got involved and we have a relationship. God created us. Now, but the fact is, we know God created the world. So even when we have the acceptance that God is, God created us. Even when we have that acceptance, our, our acceptance in Hebrew is called bitl, is only bitl ayesh. We're not nobody, we're somebody. God created us. In other words, das tachten is that we are yesh. God created us, yes, and we're thankful, but we're, yeah, we accept him, but, but we're not, we're not, we don't obliterate ourselves, we don't non-exist, we exist, and we're accepting that God created us. Now, on the other hand, when God creates, using the name Yudke Vavke, so that's not where God gets personally involved, it happens automatic. Like it says in, the, it says in, in, in Psalms, Yahalu Hashem Hashem, we praise God, Kihutziva, he commanded in Hebrew, he just made a commandment, and it happened. In other words, so he's, he's totally way above creation. So therefore, if God is so disconnected from what's created, from Yudke Vavke, anything that's created from it is nothing. He said to happen, so it happened. So therefore, what are we? We're nothing. That, our acceptance is really a nothing. So as we said before, Das Elyon, the perspective on high, is that we're, we're nothing. So again, so to recap, what he's saying is like this. There's nature, which is connected to Elohim, which is Das Tachtoin, and that creates a we're a yesh, and God's an ayin. Or there's um, miracles, which connect to Yudke Bovke, which is Das Elyon, and from that perspective, um, that God is the yesh, and we're the ayin. Now, Jehovah goes on to explain deeper, and he says like this, and it's brought down in Hasidic discourses, just like it's in reference to the names, in other words, that Yudke Bovke is connected to Das Elyon, and Shem Elohim, as you said, is connected to Das Tachtain. So the same thing applies to miracles and nature. That, as we said, miracle comes from Yudke Bavke, and nature comes from Elohim. In other words, the, the way the world operates from nature, that's Das Tachtain. And the way the world operates from miracles, that's Das Elyon. In other words, and he explains like this What's the connection? With das tachtoin and das elyon, with miracle, with miracles of nature, not only from its from from the source level. In other words, like we learned before, that the source of miracles is from yud kevavke. 
and the source of nature is Kansamal Kim. But even from the, the miracle and the nature in itself, in other words, and he explains like this. This that God runs the world in a way where it looks like it's running on its own, so to speak, naturally. So in other words, <clears throat> so he, when, when, it's, when it's running naturally, it means God is involved and everything is personalized. In other words, the fact that it's running and it looks like as if it's running on its own. So what does that mean? Hashem wanted us to have the independence. Hashem wanted us that to be of something, to, to, to be, feel our own existence. On the other hand, you know, when things are running like nature, we feel independent. We don't necessarily need God. So you know, it's, it's not only that nature comes from Elohim. When the world is created from Elohim and nature is running, we feel like we're in charge. We run the show. Yeah, tomorrow morning you'll have the sun. Tonight you'll have the moon and so on and so forth. On the other hand, when the miracles are flying, uh, when God runs the world with miracles, whoa, 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 I have no idea what, I didn't know what was going to happen, I don't know what's going to be. When God runs the, when the miracles, God is running with the world on his agenda and the way he wants to run, uh, uh, run it. So what happens then is, we don't have any place of consideration there. And we are nothing. Like, for example, let's look at the hurricane. The hurricane was a miracle. Um, did we, were we in charge of where it should hit, who it should have? No, it happened. God was in charge. From the hurricane, you saw that one thing is we're nothing. God runs the world. From nature, we think we run the world. Now, but the, what happens is, when a miracle does happen, and where does it happen? It doesn't happen somewhere out in... In the, in, 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 in the sky. It happens down here. So what happens when a miracle takes place, then nature realizes that really that God runs the world. So what happens when a miracle happens, you create a fusion of das tachtain, that we're real, that it's our world, and das alien, wait, God still runs the world. And as the goal is, like it says in the Zoya, lemhebe echad beechad. That God's perspective, our perspective should be unified. In other words, that even in Das Tachtan, even in our world, we thought we were in charge. It's my house. I'm going to run the show. We realize, guess what? God runs the show. That's the fusion of the two of Yutke Bavke and Olokim, miracle and nature, Das Elyon and Das Tachtan. God is a yes, or we're a, we're a yes, or God is an ayin, or we're ayin. And that what happens is when a miracle happens in nature, then you have the fusion of the two. Okay. Now, so you're going to say one second. Which one is correct? Which one is correct? Is Das Elyon correct? Or is Das Tachtan correct? Is nature correct? Or is miracles correct? Does God run the show or do we run the show? So he says, so the Rebbe explains and he says, it's brought down the Chassidic discourses that both opinions are true. Both are true. Why? How can they both be true? And this is powerful. Because both of them, again, Yudke Bavke and Olukim, Das Shalim and Das Tachtain, miracles are nature. God is the Yesh or we're the Yesh. How can they both be true? Because they both have a root in in the essence of the infinite light, the infinite light, they both have they both have a place there. In other words, in the infinite light, they both exist. So since they both exist, the way it spells out in this world, yeah, there's two different two different tracks. But if you go to the source, they both have a they both have a seat in the atmosphere safe. Like what says, like it's, it's brought, brought down in Zohar, it says that in the atmosphere of on one hand, you have Lamaila, Lamaila, Adinkets, God is like high and high and high and high, the infinite light, the Yudke Bavke, the miracle, that's Elyon. But in atmosphere of you also have Lamata, Lamata, Adin Tachlis, that nature exists, Elohim exists, that's Tachtan exists, Yesh exists. They both exist in atmosphere of Sif. If they can both be true. Now, and these the way it sits in the way it sits in atmosphere and safe. Lamaila, my and cats, and Lamata Adentakhlis, that's the source in its source that later it, it spells out of Das Tachtain and Das Alyun. Where basically we think that we're we are we are the reality, and from the higher perspective, God is real. Now, in other words, like this. From the revealed part of the infinite light of Hashem, that God is revealed all over, and those God is all over the place. And, different, and nothing exists. So therefore you have the respect of it. God's revealed. So Das Elyon. 
God's real, we're nothing when God's revealed. But what happens when God conceals himself? And he conceals himself, he's totally concealed. So then when God's concealed, guess what? God's concealed, we're out. We're running a show. And we think that we're real. So what happens then is, you have Das Tachta, in our perspective, they're Weryash. So in other words, what Rebbe is saying is that both are, are true, and they both have a seat in Atmosphere inside. The question is, if God's revealed, then, then Das Alyon, Das Alyon, Yudke Vavke is real, versus if God's concealed, then you have just the opposite. Das Taktein, Elokim, Teva, Nature, Aryesh, etc. Now, so Rebbe asks a simple question. What did we just learn? That in Atmosphere inside, you have Das Elyon, but you also have Das Taktein. What does it mean, Das Taktein? That we're real, Elokim, Nature, etc. Now, so the fact is like this. What is the complete perspective of Das? What's the ultimate goal of Das Tachtain? That it should be revealed that this, that we in this world are yes, are something, doesn't mean, God forbid, that we are really, yeah, we run this, we are the, we are the real yes. We're the yes amiti. But what, that's not what it really means. But since God is so so powerful so therefore what that means is in other words it's not that we have our own dependent yes in other words, what we just learned that the our perspective we're in we're in independent existence comes from and it's, it's sourced not from certain safe but it doesn't mean that it means we can go ahead and create a world it means that when god is concealed it looks like that we're running the show but <clears throat> On the other hand, what 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 is what is explained what is explained in discourses that the completion of Das Tachtin is that it should shine in there Das Elyon. So it was like this. There's two way this there's, there's two ways to look at it. What is the ultimate goal of Das Tachtin? That Tachtin we should be real. Our reality should be real. Our yes should be real. And like I explained in Hasidic discourse, that some of Das Elyon should shine in there, or no. That das in itself is 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 smokes and mirrors. We taka look like we're real, but really we know we're not. It's only a show. Now, that's one that that that's one question we have. What 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 is the reality of it? Second question we have to understand: this that it's brought down the Hasidic discourses that das tachtein, our perspective that we're real is true, and why are we true? Like we learned before, because we have a source in the essence of the infinite life of Hashem. Seemingly, what did we just learned. The fact that we're saying is lamai lamai then kets, right? God is so high. What's the source of Das Tachtan? We're sourced in the highest level of Hashem. And what is that referring to, like we learned? The concealed part of, of, of the infinite life of Hashem. So the fact that we have a feeling from our perspective, it's not coming from the infinite light of Hashem, because the fact is God concealed. But nevertheless, what are we saying? That the our perspective. Is re- it's real. So it was like this. What creates the experience that we should feel like we, we have our own independent existence? It's coming from concealment. Since God conceals it, we feel like we're real. But on the other hand, so, so, it's really, so it's not really true. Really, we don't exist. It's only coming from a place of concealment. So how can you calling it a real? How can you calling it real if, if, if it's really not real? Is it real that we do exist? It's not real that we do exist. It's coming from a place of concealment. So why is, why, is it, why is it a true perspective? Because it's sourced in the essence of the infinite light. Okay. So now I'm just going to explain this powerful thing like this. It's brought down in, in, in different Hasidic discourses. And we're going to go into now a powerful learning, teaching about what nature is. What does it mean when we say nature? Nature. What does nature mean? So the is going to bring now three perspectives. So he brings in the in a famous classical work, it's called Shilas of Truba, it's questions and answers of the Chachamsvi, and he says that this term, and I'll say it in Hebrew, and I'll translate of Teva, which means nature, it's a new term that the um, that the uh, that was uh, introduced by uh, by later scholars. In other words, what does that mean? So he says that Teva is a, it's a new term. Why? Because the fact is, everything comes from Hashem. Even nature comes from Hashem. So if everything comes from Hashem, so everything is a miracle. So nature is also a miracle. Nature is a miracle. Why are you calling, where do we get this term nature? Really? 
go bring go create bring me the sun in the morning. It's a miracle that it comes up every morning. And the way it operates everything in nature, the fact that water goes down, whatever anything you want, nature is really a miracle. So what's this term that people made up nature? So the Khamsi explains that since na- since and, and yes, hundred percent nature is a miracle. Nature is a miracle. So what's this term nature? But since this miracle is a consistent miracle, it's happening constant. It's happening one after the other. So they term, they coined a term, they created a term of nature. So in other words, according to Chamsi, what does nature mean? Nature means a miracle that's consistent. So really, what is nature? A miracle. But since it's consistent, they gave this term nature. That's the first definition of nature. So again, the first definition of nature is a miracle that's consistent is called nature. Second position is, why is it called nature? So nature comes from from the from a so the first position again is nature is a made up term it's just made up okay the second second insight is that teva comes from the word oh it's the same letters as a matbea coin what is, what does it mean what's the connection with a coin a coin so there so he brings down it's brought down in the Mishnah it says like this that somebody makes someone goes ahead how do you make how do you make a coin you create an um, uh, um, uh, uh, like an insignia. You create a form, and fr- from that form you put the material in, and you create coins. So it knows you have one one form, and you and you bring whether it's copper, or silver, or gold, whatever material you want. And as long as it, it's like a mold, you create a mold, and from a mold you make multiple coins. Now, God made a mold, made a mold to create mankind, and He made a mold, but God's mold is different. When you have a mold and you bring, let's say, you crank trade coins, every quarter looks the same. Every nickel, every, anything you're putting there is going to look the same. God made a mold to create humans, and every human looks different. You don't find, it's fascinating, you don't find two, and there's billions of people in the world, you don't find two people that look alike. So in other words, so Teva, so what is Teva? Teva, is according to the, sec, the second insight is, Teva is the unique um, um, the unique uh, model or, or, or form or, or, or uh, that, that God created uh, to 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 uh, to create a seal to create, and the fascinating thing is that everything that goes through it is different. Normally, it should have, everyone should look. If we're all created from the same form, we should all look the same. But never look. We look. We look. We look, we look different. So again, so the second insight: What does have a constant word of a coin, which basically means that we're all formed from the same, we're all formed from the same, from the same uh, model, but we all come out differently. Okay, that's the second. So again, it's also that type of a miracle. The third is the author writes in Tanya says, "What is teva? Teva is like a borrowed term for anything which we don't understand. Anything which we do not understand is called teva." Okay. So we have three terminologies, for, three three translations for Teva, three definitions for Teva. Definition one is that Teva is con- miracles that are consistent, but we're calling it Teva. Second definition is that it's it's it, it's a it's a, it comes from a coin, which basically God created this 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 model that creates the, the multiple different things. So it's also basically the type of a miracle. And the author uses a different terminology, a different definition. He says anything which you cannot comprehend is called is called teva. Okay. Now, those are the three basic insights. Now, the Rebbe is going to explain like this, and he says that in the Chassidic discourse is explained that these three insights, again, a, um, a, a whether it's just a borrowed name for consistent miracles, or it's the seal that creates multiple different type of people, or it's above nature. <clears throat> are three three ideas, and he says like this: According to the insight, the first one is the Chachamsvi, which Teva means a bunch of consistent miracles. So, what, is it, what, what, what miracles we are? Miracles in the world. So, so Teva is connected to what the way the world the world the world operates. Hashem created the physical world, which again really is a miracle. But but we we coined it Teva. Teva is connected to the world. Okay, that's number one. According to the second insight, the Teva is like the coin that God made this coin that makes multiple people. In other words, that, so and like the Rambam explains and he says that the seal of Hashem, the seal of Adam and Rishon is the, the image of, 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 of mankind. 
that, that, that God created. In other words, so what is, what is it referring to Hashem created? Is it talking the physical body? No, it's actually referring to the soul of the person. Every single soul is different. So the Teba is referring to the godly energy in the world, which is basically the soul of the world. So again, so the first, the Chachamsi is more referring to the world, the physical world. The second one, is, as we said, it's like the coin that creates human beings, referring to the soul. So it's talking the soul of the world. And um, what's the connection with nature? Because the fact is, because the, 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 the form and the nature of every single person is based on the godly energy that, that plays out in that specific person. So again, so the first one is the, is, is the world. The second one is connecting more to the godly energy within the world. And the, the third insight that the Altaba says that Teva is, a, is, a, is, is used for anything that doesn't make sense is referring to the godly energy that, that creates every single person. As we know, creating something for nothing is, is beyond, for our, beyond our comprehension. In other words, to recap. So, first insight, what is Teva referring to? The world. Second insight referring to our energy that we have. And the third, which is unique to everyone. And the third is the, God, the energy that's used to create the world, or create a new mankind. In other words, this that God uses to give us vitality, it makes sense. On the other hand, when it comes to the nature, according to the Alba the, the, the explains, it's above nature, is referring to, cre- to the creation, not, not the energy that we have, and the fact is creating something for nothing is above nature. Okay, so let's recap before we get deeper into it. So again, so we have three different insights of nature. One is, <clears throat> one is it's connected to the world. The fact that it's it's miracles, but it's miracles within the world, consistent miracles, connected to the world. The second one is our 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 our, our constant life force that we have every single moment. That's and we call it nature. The fact that we're alive, we're moving, we're excited, and then the other nature, which is above intellect, which is the, the the energy God used to create us, the creation of us. Now, Jehovah says it's brought down the Hasidic discourses, the two ideas of nature, and those are the last two ideas which is basically the godly energy that gives us life force, that we can move, that we can live, etc. And the godly energy that created us, something from nothing, created the world something from nothing, is connected, these two, the last two is connected to the insight that Teva also comes from the word of Tevia. Like we have in the, in the Torah where it says, Tuvu, B'yansof. Tviya comes means it's like it's like it's like drowning in, in the sea. So it goes like this. The two insights, the last two insights that we learned, one is the energy that we have that we live with, and the energy God used to create something from nothing, are both connected to what? To the idea of teva, which also means to drown. Teva also means to drown. Just like what? That's drowning in the sea. And he's gonna explain. And he says like this. Just like literally, what when something is drowning, what does that mean? So take for example, you have a big pool of water, whether it's an ocean, whether it's a big swimming pool, whatever, a huge body of water. And something is, is, is in the water, it's sunk in the water. So what happens like this, the water is covering up on, 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 on the thing that's there, that's, that's sunk in the water. So it's, it's, it, the thing exists, but it's in the water, it's sunk in the water. So the same thing also when it comes to godly energy, that's that's in the human in, in mankind to give it constant life force. So we cover up on the godly energy that's in us. So and the same thing also, I'll say both and I'll recap. The same thing also with the godly energy that's used to create the world something for nothing and create human beings something for nothing. So the 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 drowning part of it is since when God creates, he creates in a concealed way. Knows the power that's used to create is concealed. So therefore you see that you're, you're able to use the same expression when it comes to creation something for nothing. In other words, like this. The Rebbe is saying as follows. What did we just say? We learned three insights. We're dropping off the first one. The second two is one is the godly energy that we have that we live. And the godly energy that God uses to, to, to create something from nothing. See that both of those are connected to Teba, which means of, 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 of something that's sunk in. Just like when something is sunk in, you don't see it, it's inside. The same thing also, the godly energy that God gives us, that we have the power to move and to live, etc. We don't see godly energy. We see us. So that's why it's called Teva. 
it's, it's sunk in. The same thing also when God creates something for nothing. We don't see the way God's creating something for nothing. So it's also called Tevel. Now, whoever goes on and say like this. <clears throat> this, that, what did we just say? We said that the first one we see it was when, when God gives us energy. We have the energy, it's sunk in. But he said it also applies to when God created us something for nothing. So he's saying it's like a novel idea. Also when it creates something for nothing. And this also, and, and over there also the idea of sunk in also applies. Why is he saying it's a novel idea? That's the way it is. So he explains like this. There's a major difference between the energy God gives us that we live to the energy that's used to create us. In other words, the energy that God uses to give us energy, vitality every single day. So the fact is, when you're moving, you see you have energy. We see we have energy. We, if you're tired, you say, I'm tired, I have energy. So when you have energy, you see you have energy. So you see you have energy. So what's the concealment part? The concealment part is you, you don't see that's coming from God. We see we have energy. We're moving, we're excited, we're talking. But what we don't see is it's coming from God. So when us, God is concealed, God is sunken. On the other hand, when God, when God created us something from nothing, we don't see the creation part. Like we see that we have mentality. In other words, not only don't we see that it's coming from God, but even the mere, the mere creation part we don't feel. We don't feel we were created God something from nothing. Now, what's the reason? The reason is very simple. Because the godly energy that comes into comes into us is 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 is, is in, 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 in it's concealed in different garments. Why? Since it's it's in, in clothed in a, in, a, in a human being, so the energy that we have we feel. But the fact is, there's garments that conceal it, and we don't see that as godly energy. So when we have energy, we, we feel our energy, but we don't see it's coming from God. God conceals the fact that God is giving the energy. On the other hand, when God God created us, something for nothing, he's disconnected from it. So not so not only don't we don't we feel the energy, we don't even we, we, we only don't feel it's coming from God, we don't even feel the energy. So <clears throat> to recap, there's two types of energy we have. We have energy that was used to create us, and we have energy that that we have that we live with so the energy that we live with we feel but we still we don't realize it's coming from we don't we're not we're not consciously consciously always aware that's coming from god the fact that we're created from god now i don't we, we we don't feel that it was coming from god and we don't even, we don't even feel that energy as well so that's why that's why he says that's why this idea that we're saying that teva comes from the word it's sunk in it's it's mainly in the first idea the fact that we have energy why because when you say something sunk in the water, so you have something and it's covered up in the water. So in other words, say what would be in our case, we have energy, but it's sunk in, we don't see it's coming from God. But the fact that the concealment of the God creating us something for nothing, he, he, we don't even see it. It's God's not involved in it. So, so if that's the case, so why are we even using the why are we even using the expression that God is sunk into it? So he says that the truth is when you saying the expression God is sunk in, <clears throat> it's referring to more the fact that the concealed part, but not the way it's concealed. The fact is God is concealed within us, but not the same way as the energies within us. Okay, now, <clears throat> so we just learned a powerful idea of what does it mean. Another insight of what of, of the three levels of, of nature. Nature again. Um, the first level is, is consistent miracles referring to the world. The second one, our energy that we have. And the third is what? The, the fact that God creates something from nothing. And the other explains is connected both the last two, the idea of, of, of the parable of sinking in, which applies technically to both of the energy that we have, just we don't see that it's coming from God, or the energy God created us, we don't see it's coming from God and we don't even feel it. But still, they, they're both connected to that idea, even though a, a little different than each one, the way it's expressed. Okay, now. Jehovah said it's explained in many places, in other places as well, that when it comes to the, uh, um, I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll, I'll translate it, it comes to a tzura, a form, there's two components to any form. You have a form of something. So there's two parts to every form. You have the true form of something. Now what's the true form of a human being, for example, is our, our soul. 
the true form of us is our soul. But on the other hand, we also have the form of our body. It's also called a form. So it's called the, the, the um, in, in, I'll say it in, in, in Hebrew, it's called suras ha the form of the, mater- the, the, the physical part, materialistic part. So again, so in every form you have the, 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 the form of the soul of it and the form of the body of it. Now, the fact is they're both connected. Why? Because the body houses the soul. It's not like you have a soul and you have a body, two different areas. No, the soul has a form, the body has a form, and the body houses the soul. Now, so based on that, the, what did we learn before? The, 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 uh, the seal of God, right, when he created Adam, Adam, uh, the first Adam, uh, Adam Arishain, which is basically the, the form of, of mankind, we're, we, as we learned before, we're referring to the form of the soul. But nevertheless, where's the soul? It's not abstract, it's in the body. So the form also applies to the body as well. Now, so based on that, so it also applies to nature. And it was the main purpose, of, the main idea of nature is, it was where God basically was created, the signia that basically created everyone in the, in the seal of, of Adam Arishain, is referring to the godly energy in the world, in in was referring, referring to, to the soul of the world, just like in, when God created man, mankind, referring to the soul and it has a body as well. The same thing also referring to the soul of the world, and it also applies to the image of what of what God created, the the, the physical part of the world. As we know that the the, the 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 structure of everything that was created is a vessel for the energy that's in it. Now. And so what does that mean? So everybody's saying it's like this. There's two levels. There's the soul of something. There's the body of it. Obviously, the main form is in the soul, but it's in the body as well. And the fact is the body holds the soul. Now, what does that mean? It explains like this. It says in a verse as follows. Everything that everything that God desired, he did. What does that mean practically? So the... Us is the action that was created. Where does the creation come from? It comes from a level of chayfetz. I know that creation comes from where? Chayfetz. What does chayfetz mean? Desire. And rotsen and will. So based on this verse, what is it teaching us? That everything that was created in the world comes from where? Chayfetz. It comes from again, rotsen, which we know is kasser. Now, that's one verse. On the other hand, there's another verse that says, Bidvar Hashem Shamayim Nasu. That creation comes from where Dibur, from speech. So is creation coming from speech, or is it coming from Chafet, which is Kesser? So, what is it, what, so what's the answer? Very simple. That the creation of the Chaymer, the physical part of everything, as we said, there's two components, there's the, there's the spiritual part, there's the physical part. The creation, the physical part, comes from where? From Dibur, from speech. And that's why we, it's brought down in the Talmud, says, that God created the world with ten utterances. In other words, when he said, when God said, Yehi, er, there should be light, what was created? Light. And when God said, Yehi, Rakia, there should be the heaven, the heavens were created. And the same thing, everything God created, he said, should be and it became to be. So, so that is what, what part, that's the physical structure of it. On the other hand, the creation of the tsura, the spiritual part, where does that come from? That comes from Ratzai. That comes from the level of will. Because the fact is like this. The, 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 uh, the, the tsura, the spiritual part of creation, is not, is not part of the, the ten, ten utterances. And the fact that everything that God created has a spiritual part to it. You know, it's the physical part of it, and also all the different, you know, the attributes and the, uh, uh, the, the, the nature, natural part of it comes from the level of Ratzai. So what do we have so far? Before we take it a step further, we have like this. You have the physical part, you have the spiritual part, and each part comes from a different part of Hashem. The, the, the spiritual part comes from the level of Chafet, which is Ratzayin, and the physical part comes from the level of... <coughs> comes, from, comes, comes from Dibur. Comes from the ten utterances. That creates the physical part. But once that's two verses. Now you introduce another verse. But it says, Kulam, everything, Bechachma, Sisi, Yimei Bechachma. So we said it's coming from Ratzon or Dibur. Now we're introducing Chachma. 
So the Rebbe explains that in order to draw down the Ratzon, which we need, comes through Chachma. So again, so we have creation through Ratzon, the spiritual part, creation through Diba, the physical part, and what draws down Ratzon? Chachma draws down Ratzon. Now, so the question is one second. Let's not make it so complicated. Why did God create from these two levels? From the level of Dibur and from the level of Ratzin. Pick one. Why do you need both? And Rebbe explains something very powerful, and this is really, really important for any, anyone's on a spiritual journey. And he explains like this. What is the reason why God created the world? Why did God create a world that's a concealed world? So that... He should, God wanted to create that the world itself, the physical world, should be a yesh. It should be a something. It should have its own independent existence. And when, but then he created a human being. And when we do our spiritual work, we draw in bittel, acceptance in the world. Up to the point that this bittel, this bittel, this acceptance creates that the world should be a dwelling place for Hashem. Again, very, very important, this piece, because that will help us going forward. Why did God create the world? Again, we're trying to find the why he created with Ratzon and Dibur, and then Chachma draws down from Ratzon. He says like this, because the ultimate reason why God created the world, he wanted to create a physical world, a world that has its own which naturally shouldn't recognize God. And we come along and pray and study and look for God. We create a dwelling place for Hashem. That's what Hashem wanted. Three parts. He wanted to create a physical world, which you do not see God and godliness. He put us that we should do our work, our spiritual work. When we do our work, God becomes revealed. Dear Now, these two components in the world, on one hand, the world is something physical, materialistic, I exist, but nevertheless, it should have the power to be able to be accepting and to realize that God runs the world. That comes from the two different levels of creation that one comes from Ratzoin and one comes from Dibor. And he explains beautifully. Because if the whole creation, even the physical part of the world, would have came like they said, why do we need both? Let everything come from Ratzoin. So then if the world would have been created from Ratzoin, Kesser, the whole world wouldn't exist as a materialistic world. But in order for the world to be existing as a physical world, its own independence, it had to be created from what? From Dibur, the Bar Hashem. So again, what, we, what are we learning just now? If God created us from Ratzon, this physical world wouldn't exist. So you needed, you needed Dibur. So if that's the case, okay, fine. Create the world from Dibur. Create it from, from, from the Masara Mamaritz. Why do you need Ratzon? He says, no. Because if the whole world would have been created, and even the spiritual part of the world, the, the, the tzur, the image of the creation, would have came only from Dibur, so the world wouldn't be able to have the power to accept. But because God created the spiritual part of the world from Ratzin, and the way it, and the way it comes, and then it goes through, through Dibur, in other words, and that's why it becomes a materialistic world. So through that, you're able to do, when we do our that we can go ahead and bring Bittal into the world. So the Rebbe is saying is like this, and this is very, very powerful. God basically was trying to accomplish, again, a physical world, but a world that should be able to be accepting of God's powerful energy. In order to do it, it had to be embedded within there that it's possible. So if God were to create the world just with Dibur, then there wouldn't be able to be any spirituality in the world. If God created only a Ratzon, there wouldn't be anything physical in the world. So he had to create from both. On one hand, it comes from Ratzon, through Dibur, and through Chachmah, like we learned. This way, the world is materialistic, but it has the power, it has the flexibility to have bittal acceptance, and godliness can be revealed in the world. In other words, like this. And he goes on further to explain as follows. In other words, what's the reason that the acceptance of the world and mankind comes from where? From Ratzon. And the, the physicality, the yesh, the existence of the world comes from Dibur. We get it. That's the reason. Why is that? Why, why does, does, does humility, acceptance come from Ratzon? And existence come what? From Dibur. Never explains like this. Because let's look at Ratzon. Wanting. Again, not wanting from intellectual reasons or emotional reasons. Just raw wanting. In Kabbalah it's called Keter Ratzin, wanting. Wanting is not really, 
I want. Wanting is, it's not its own existence. Wanting is revealing your essence. Like for example, the soul has wants something. It's really just the soul leaning towards it. It's really coming from the soul place. So in other words, Ratzin really doesn't really exist. Ratzin is a will that it's expressing your soul. Let's say you have your soul is connected to something very deeply and you want it. It's not you want it. It's the soul is, is going to it. The Ratzin is the one that expresses it. So Ratzin really doesn't exist. So therefore, when something is created from Ratzin, it's not that it's something that exists. So the, the completion of God's will gets expressed. So the reason why God used Ratzin, because Ratzin doesn't exist. So therefore the world has within the ingredients, within the within the makeup of the world, there's a part that doesn't exist and therefore can have true acceptance to Hashem. On the other hand, what's speech? Speech is a garment which is disconnected from us. Besides the fact that speech exists, because what's the whole purpose of speech? If you if you by yourself, you don't have to talk. You need speech to talk to someone else. And when you speak, it goes out from you. And literally, it, it, once you say it, it's gone. Everyone knows. Once you say it, you can't take it back. So therefore, since speech has its own existence, you say it, it's gone. It's, it becomes a thing. He said, and she said, and it's real. Why is it real? Because speech is real. It becomes something. So therefore, God had to create Ratzin and Dibur. Ratzin represents the idea that it's a nothing, and that's why the world has the power to become accepting. And Dibur is the expression, I'm a something, and that's why the world is a something. Now, so based on that, the Rebbe explains like this. What we learned before, that the, the image of creation, uh, of, the, of the spiritual part, you know, uh, the, the spiritual part, um, and then you have the physical part, but the physical part is a vessel for the godly part that's within it. So based on the Rebbe, it says like this, that the vitality and the soul that we have, that comes from Ratzai. That's our spiritual part. So therefore... This, that godly energy is enclosed with every single person and gives us life force the way we are. So in other words, the, the, the fact that we have within us, obviously, even though it's, it's within us, that shows that, that God considers us something. And it was not because that we are something, but, it, but because it's the will of God. And this fulfills God's will, so we become a, a, a something because of God. And as God wanted that we should exist, and therefore because He wanted us to exist, therefore He gets enclosed within us, every person according to who we are. So our existence exists because God wants us to exist. So based on this, I explains how beautifully as follows. Like, what's the difference the way, the way nature runs the world and the way miracles run the world? The way nature runs the world, like we said, learned before, is das tachtein. That means we exist. The way miracle runs the world, from God's perspective, God runs the world. So in other words, but the will of God, that nature should run the world, again, it's really a miracle, but it should run like it looks like that we exist, is God's want, plan, plan was to run the world, the world has its own independent exist, existence. Which translates in simple English or in simple Hebrew, Lamata Yesh, we exist. And the will of Hashem to, that to run the world from a miracle perspective, that we're nothing, and therefore God is the real Yesh and we're in real nothing. So, based on this, it explains beautifully, he says as follows. This applies also to the whole idea of Das Tachten. What does Das Tachten mean? That we are something. So, just like in Das Elyoin, there's the will of Hashem, the way Hashem runs the, the nature and runs the miracles. So the way He runs the miracles is that we see that what's, what's real, God's real. And the way He runs nature, where we see that we're real, it's also co- all coming from the will of Hashem. The same thing also when we, when we look at it from our perspective, there's two ways to look at it. One way we can look at it, we're real. We are real. We're existence. And, but nevertheless, we're willing to accept that, you know, God also, God, you know, uh, God was the one that created us and so on and so on. But we're real. That's one perspective. Another level is, no. 
that the whole reason why we're, we're something is so that we can reveal within us the revelation of God. <clears throat> so on one hand, again, we're, we're real. Or the other, no, not really. We're, we look like we're real, but so we can reveal God within us. What's the difference? In the first perspective that we're real, so what happens then is, das tachtoin, that we're real, and das elyoin is two, totally two opposites. In other words, we exist from our perspective, and the opposite is, no, God exists. That's in the first, first perspective. In other words, our perspective is that, we're, that we exist, we're a yesh, and das elyoin is that we're nothing. So it's really opposites. But in the second perspective, that really, we're, we, on one hand, yes, we exist, but why do we exist? That we can reveal within us the part of God. So we have basically it's two opposites, and where is that only in the, in the form of it? But the truth is, we look like we're real from a physical perspective, but inside we know that we're really we're really part of God. In other words, so these are basically two perspectives in the revelation of the infinite part of God. That on one hand, from God's perspective. We have the, 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 the infinite part of God down in this world. And on and, and the other hand, we have our perspective. No, that, that, that God runs the world. So we see from here clearly that what? There's two ways to look at it. We look at it that we're real. And if we look at it, we're real. But why are we real? Only because God, God gave us energy. Now, so we'll go on to explain it just further. <clears throat> this that we're saying that Das Tachtoin. That from our perspective we're real, that it's truth, but nevertheless we we can connect. <clears throat> we have to even though we're real, we have to connect Das Tachtoin with Das Elyon. Our has to unify. If we're real, how can we connect? And the answer is he says beautifully, he says like this. What is Das Tachtoin means we we are something, we're somebody. But the truth is, but why are we a somebody? Because we're revealing the, the concept of lo- that, that the infinite God is what gives us power. And what they, when, we, when we reveal that, then we create the real union with the, with us, with, with, with the perspective on high. So the goal really is that even though we exist, but we know that our real existence comes from Hashem, and therefore Das Elion Das Takhan is not a contradiction. And, that, and the same applies when it comes to when God runs the world from a, from a natural perspective. In other words, even though when God runs the world from a natural perspective, which means God created ten spheroids to, to run the world, but the fact is the completion of running natural world is not just when you have the ten spheroids, but the goal is to bring in above nature in the world. Because then we're actually revealing that God runs the world in ten spheroids, What's the source? It comes from Ant. So the Rebbe explaining beautifully something like this. Just to recap. On one hand, there's the perspective on high, perspective on low, but really, they're really one. And what's the ultimate goal? Yes, in this physical world, which is run and created by the ten series, we should realize it's coming from above nature. And once we realize that above nature and nature is the same thing, then we can draw them from the level of Chad. So based on this, Rebbe explains as follows. This is what we explained before, that when you feel both perspectives, and as on one end you feel the perspective, Das Elyon, God is real and we're like a nothing, and the perspective is that we're something and God's, we don't know what that is, and the, and both of them is, the, both, the goal of both perspectives is to reveal the way they are in the infinite light of Hashem. As we said, God is in the highest level and the lowest level. So the truth is they really, really want and that's on a general level. So the general level is, there really is no difference. Das Elyon, Das Tachta, we both sit in atmosphere and safe. But more specifically, even the idea of we say that God is in the highest level, and the guy comes down to the low and waits in air and safe, the truth is there really are two perspectives. Now we're going back. On one hand, it's really one, but the truth is, on the other hand, it's really two perspectives. I never explained it this. So in truth, they're really one. But on the other hand, we see it's two with two different perspectives. So based on what Trevor explains beautifully, he says like this. In order to create the union of what really is one, but the fact is it's two, the union of Das Tachta and we exist, and God doesn't. Or God does and we don't. And the same thing also to create a union 
of nature, where God's concealed and above nature, how do we how do we reveal the two opposites? The only way to, to to unite the two is by bringing in a revelation, which is above both of them. If you have high and low, and the two difference, how do you unify? You need to bring in something which is higher than both of them. And based on the Shabbat says, that's why the Hasidic discourse says that drawing in the relation from above nature in nature, how do you do that? Because it's too different. The only way to do it, what is, what is what, what, what the first part, what, 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 what the Friedrich Rebbe say, is by drawing it onto Chad. It's not enough to draw an above nature into nature. You have to bring it from the higher level. Even though the revelation of above nature, is, you can also bring it in from the level of Antu because the fact is, <clears throat> the idea of above nature, from the level of Antu which is above nature, right? Above nature, it does not get drawn into nature itself. It still stays separate. But in order to draw in above nature, into nature, the only way to do it is through Antuchat. So everyone's saying it's like this. One of the questions we had before was, what's wrong with just bringing it above nature? And the answer is, again, ab- above nature and nature will always be two separate things. But if you want to unify the two, you have to go even higher. You have to go into Antuchat. And that's when the serious Nefesh reaches where Antuchat. And when you bring Antuchat, you can unify above nature, nature. Das Elyon, Das Tachtoin, Nes and Teva, Yudke, Bavke, and Shemalakim. And that's why you have to have the union of nature and above nature. Because the fact is they're both sourced in, in the infinite life. And they really are one. So in order to reunite it, you have to bring it from the level of, of, of Antuchat. And what happens when we reun- when reunite them through Antuchad, then we actually bring in Atzmos, the essence of Hashem. In other words, through through creating the union of bringing in Antuchad through Mesiris Nefesh, we have the power that even the world itself, you know, through our work in the world, we can literally reveal in this world the revelation of Atzmos itself. And, Again, just to recap before we before we before we before we finish the last line, what you're ever saying is like this: on one hand, it's really really one, but the fact is it's presented a two, and if you just bring in it's, and above nature, nature are never going to glue. So you have to bring it from the level of antuchad. Once you bring it from antuchad, then you see that re- then you can, you can unify nature and above nature. You can unify you can unify yud kei kei no You can uni- unify um, the yesh from from our yesh and God's yesh. You can unify all levels. How do you do it through Antuchat from a serious nefesh? Once you do that, then you draw in literally the essence of God into this world. So we have the power to draw in the essence of God. And we bring in the essence of God into this world. And here's the payoff, the huge payoff. We complete the intent of God's creating the world. And world comes from the Teva, the nature. God created this concealed world. And as God wanted, and I'll finish with the last a few words, which is the powerful teaching of Kabbalah and mysticism, I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate it, God had a desire to make a dwelling place for Him Himself. We're in this physical world. And we do that by... Going on Mesir Snapesh, bringing in Antuchad, we create literally Atmos comes in this world by bringing Atmos into the world, which that's the ultimate goal. We will make a dear Vedaktonim for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Anyway, as you can tell, it's a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse. And just to finish off, the reason why, as you can tell, the reason why um, this we learned this clearly just now in honor of Yitzhak Kislev, because you see about all the different uh, miracles, different levels of miracles, different levels of nature. And the ultimate goal really is that the Miracles should be enclosed within nature. And that's really what happened with the Alter Rebbe and Yitzhak Kislev. The tremendous miracles that happened, they were enclosed in nature. And let's hope that each and every one of us connect to Antochad. We go on Messias Nevesh when we bring in the most powerful light, Atmos into this world, and we'll make a Dir B'Takhtoinim. And once we make our Dir B'Takhtoinim, God will reveal Himself. Our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ira Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.